Hey guys, this is Colton. Just wanted to start off the episode with a bit of a content warning because I figured that would be for the best because there is going to be a portion of this podcast in particular where we are going to have to kind of sit down and talk about and deal with uh, some of the uh, attempts at sexual assault that are made in episode six of Dragon Ball in particular because apparently sexual assault is funny. I I don't know. Um, But yeah, so we are going to have to tackle with that later on in the episode, so uh, time codes in the description for this episode, uh, just in case you just want to skip that portion of the episode entirely, or if you just want to skip this episode in general, I, I totally understand. Parts of this were not super fun for me to record either, but, you know, we, we do what we can, we make the best of things, and... There were there were still like things I liked about these episodes, but yeah, I will not lie. Some of that stuff was a bit of a bummer to talk about, and I just wanted to be upfront about that. Uh, let you guys know what's coming, uh, and not just assume that everyone's going to read the description and know what's coming. So, yep, just wanted to give you guys a warning up front. Um, but despite that, I hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast. If you do, continue to listen. Uh, so, with that, let's get on with the show. Alright, welcome to another episode of Another Day, Another Adventure, a Dragon Ball podcast dedicated to talking about every Dragon Ball cartoon ever, basically. And I think that's the tagline we're going to go with. Um, I, I feel I feel pretty confident about that one. Um, nice and succinct, gets our point across. I'm your host, Colton, and with me I have, as always, my co-host, my good friend, uh, Sakaki. How's it going, buddy? Everything's going good. I'm ready for today's adventure. All right, because I'm, I'm just going to be upfront. This one is going to be an arduous adventure. <laughs> so it's gonna it's gonna be our most difficult adventure yet because we have to talk about uh, simultaneously my least favorite Dragon Ball character and one of my favorite Dragon Ball characters. So that's gonna be fun. But for this episode of the podcast, we're gonna be talking about episodes four through six of the of the original Dragon Ball anime from 1986. Um, I know I said at the end of the last episode we were going to cover 4 and 5, but I, I misspoke, um, so I just wanted to clear that up. I know what I said last episode. But yeah, I mean, um, I we, we might as well just get into this, because I don't know if I have a lot to say about these episodes, like, generally speaking. Like, I, 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 I did that thing again where, like, while I'm taking notes watching these episodes like i have a lot of like little things that i noticed about these episodes that i liked but i don't i'm at odds with myself because i don't know if i want to just like list off like a bunch of little things that i care about and no one else does you know um i mean i i guess we could just start with episode four where this is our introduction to oolong and uh i will have more thoughts about this character the more we go on but just sticking with this episode in particular I thought this. I thought this episode in particular was fine. Yeah, that's that's how that's how I, it came off to me. Although, and, and this is something, and I'm so glad for this show for me to be able to have an outlet to say this. But the fact that there's just a, a, a transformation school. <laughs> <laughs> 
in this world that you could just go to. You you pay your tuition, you 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 get the textbooks, and you could just transform. The fact that I've always thought of that, like when I first read when I first watched Dragon Ball, I was just kinda like, okay, I just kinda rolled with it, you know. Yeah, you just kind of accept it. Yeah, okay, yeah, there's a tra- I mean, he's a talking pig, um, there's, you know, there's a villain, I mean, there's all these kind of things, we had a talking turtle, we had, I mean, sure, why not, Transformation School, but the more I watched it, the more it just became to me, like, why are more, and then the, you only have, like, two characters from this school, <laughs> for that we know of. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna, cat- we're gonna put this in the category of stuff that Toriyama threw out there and then never revisited again. Right? Like, I would love to see a whole arc of just this school, of just other people from this school. That could have been, like, a whole fun thing. Not to say that Dragon Ball, like, suffered from not continuing this plot thread, but that always just got to me the more I watched the series. But yeah, the episode four was just fine. I, I did like how the ending, and I mean, I've announced this on Twitter recently, but I've been rewatching Futurama and the ending of this episode kind of reminded me of the episode uh, with Leela looking for her past and then finding out, like, this scumbag guy, like, had, like, the shape-shifting tux for, like, four different women. But, like, he was taking care of all of them. The, the ending of this Dragon Ball episode kind of reminded me of that. And it's just great because I just watched that episode maybe a couple of days ago of Futurama. So, <laughs> like, and then when I was watching this, I was like, holy crap. Toriyama did a Futurama before Futurama was even not even a conception yet. <laughs> oh man, yeah, talk, talk about cinematic parallels, um, right? <laughs> For people that don't know what I'm talking about, like, I mean, I don't want to go too much into the bl- plot of the episode, but it's your typical longs this monster, quote unquote, that is kidnapping girls to do what he wishes with them, and then by the end of the episode, we find that. You know, he wants the villagers to take these girls away because they become spoiled. <laughs> so, like, all he wanted was just a quiet girl to do what he, I, I guess, to be married to or whatever. I, I guess trope. they they keep they keep it vague, which yeah, which is a good thing. But also, I, I don't think it's a bad. I, I don't know. I, I I have more thoughts as we get on with these episodes, but I'll save them for later. But yeah, no, um, it, it it's a it's a simple episode, which. That's not a criticism because, like, you know, that that's what that's what a lot of this arc is. This first arc is is just a lot of like, you know, single episodic adventures where they're hunting for the Dragon Balls. Like that's that's early Dragon Balls bread and butter, and you know, some sometimes it's fun. Well, I I, I say sometimes because like not every story is like super interesting. We might talk about that in our next batch of episodes, but. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, yeah, I, I thought this episode was fine. Again, a lot of um, a lot of little things that I like. Like I, I think this episode in particular uh, made me realize that like I don't know, I don't think it's my first time thinking about this, but like it, like w- watching this episode uh, really showed me like wow, Bulma is just kind of the main character for this entire arc, right? Like, like, like she, she, she is the one like pushing the narrative forward because you know, obviously Goku, you know, everybody knows Goku as the main character of Dragon Ball, but like for this first arc, like Goku is just kind of okay with just doing what he's told to do. Yeah, exactly. It's like I mean, he has a little bit of snark here and there, like one one scene in this episode is like when they've got Long tied up and everything like that, and like Bulma's. Like berating him, I love that Goku's one off line is like, "You sure got brave when he was tied up," and then she kind of looks away and starts whistling. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I mean, yeah, it, it, we've we've discussed this before, though. It's definitely more 
um, noticeable in this arc that obviously, and people have said this jokingly, that like if it weren't for Bulma, there would be no Dragon Ball. And to some extent, this arc shows that because, as you said, Goku's just kind of like, hey, okay, I mean, can I go fight this guy? I mean, that's that's him. That's all he wants to do. And as long as he's got somebody to fight, he's fine. It's Bulma that gives this direction. And yeah, it's definitely her art. And I mean, and it works really well because Bulma is just this character that has, like, first of all, she's unabashedly horny, which, <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I on one hand, it's kind of like, uh, but on the other hand, I, I, I gotta applaud her for just being herself in that regard. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with her being a horny 16-year-old, because yeah. that's normal, but Bulma, throughout this first arc, is kind of a weird character in that, like... She, as as we'll see, through uh, you know later on, uh, and as we saw last episode, I, 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 I like throughout this whole arc, like it's weird that like she has agency but also doesn't, like you know she's clearly like a sexual character, and again that's fine, but it's this weird mix of she's she's both a sexual character but is also like exploited, which is really weird. Toriyama's trying to, like, have his cake and eat it, too, and I don't think it really works, quite honestly. Yeah, no, I don't think... I mean, it... On a level, I like the fact that yeah, her being horny does get her into... I won't say like. That's a strong word. I like the... Mm, I just did it again. It's a thing where her being horny does get her into situations, which is kind of like a just desserts type thing, but because of her age and how it's kind of like executed it does come off as really uncomfortable so that's like, fair yeah yeah that that's how i kind of look at it. it it'd be one thing if like she was doing all these horny things and it was just written off by a plot like hey, hey yeah you know that's that's just how it is but it is kind of like like in the episode four for example you know they the whole plan falls apart i mean not just because of her also because goku isn't uh, goku's like public uh, uh, public urination also Th- that's gives public that. indecency goku yeah, yeah exactly there's that too but the fact that she comes out she sees a hot guy and they have this whole plan after oolong and again as we pointed out he can transform and first he's trying he's like this huge scary you know like Ma- oni and yeah. then you know he figures, okay, maybe I'll get the girl better if I'm more hot looking. He becomes this hot dude. dude. Bobo really runs out. He's like, yeah, that, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> and like that already sort of, and that sort of like the whole that she planned out this whole meticulous thing, and just as soon as she sees a hot dude, it's all just goes to shit. <laughs> like then you know the it, it progresses the plot, but it also kind of puts Bulma in this light where it's like. I don't know. I like that she's imperfect in that sense. Even if ultimately, yeah, she unfortunately is the butt of the joke because she is unfortunately the butt of the joke too. But I do like the fact that, yeah, she is kind of, she's more than just a dragon radar <laughs> that can talk, <laughs> I guess is a better way of putting it. In. I think, I think I know what you mean. Cause I was kind of thinking about this too. Like, you know, she she's clearly like a prodigy, and she's able to she's able to build stuff like the Dragon Radar, like no problem. And so she she's clearly a very smart person, and she's very intelligent, but she's still a teenager. Yeah, yeah. So so she's she's still you know she she's still like immature, you know, to a certain extent. Which I I I, I kind of like that. Um, I don't know what you would call it, like 
uh, uh, like fallacy. I don't. I don't know if that's the right word. Dissonance. There's a dissonance is a good word for it because it's like yeah, you have you would think that she's like this super genius, so she would know better, but you know the baser instincts of her being a teenager still come into play, which makes her. I wouldn't say fully actualized. Like she, she still, she still likes boys. Yeah. Like li- li- literally, let's not forget the the wish she wants to make on the Dragon Balls is to wish for the perfect boyfriend. So you know. Yeah. So no, you would think she'd know better, but she. It's not that it, it's not ever really put out there as a negative thing. She's just being herself, and I have to give Toriyama Tor- Toriyama that credit too. Because, like, he could have, again, he could have just had her be, like, Goku's sidekick who has a dragon radar or whatever. But, again, she really is her, the main character until the point where it shifts to be Goku. Yeah, she, she's basically the main character until the this first arc kind of ends, so. Um, but, no, yeah, I, I, I was thinking a lot about that, too. Um, so, so, something I also noticed around the point where Goku is in disguise as you know, a young girl for Oolong the take. I, I didn't notice this until now, and I even, like, went back to the manga to check this as well. But, like, when... Because the whole thing is, like, you know, G- Goku has his back turned to Oolong. So, like, he never, like, sees his face. But, like, if you look closely, like, you can see his tail, like, pop out of his dress. Like, on the ground, just kind of flopping out there, you know? And I'm kind of surprised Oolong didn't catch that. Yeah, that that was. I mean, I didn't notice notice, but now that you bring it up, it's like, yeah, it is interesting that he didn't at least like comment on that. Like, uh, I, I mean, I always just kind of write it off too. Like, there are like talking animals and everything like that, but at the same time, he's met this girl before, so it is like, huh? Yeah, he made a big deal about like you're not the girl from yesterday. So, hmm, that is interesting. Again, um, I will have way more negative thoughts on Oolong as we go on with this episode of the podcast. But I, I, I do, I do want to give Oolong a little credit, or specifically his voice actor credit. Yes, um, I really like the way that uh, Naoki Tatsuda, in particular, voices this character. Yes, like I, I, I think I think he has a ton of range. Like, because because obviously Oolong is transforming into all sorts of different characters and beings throughout this episode. And I think Tatsuda in particular does a good job of like showing that through his voice, like I'm, like when he transforms into a giant raging bull. He sounds menacing, or when he when he transforms into a handsome gentleman, he sounds like a handsome gentleman. ま、バストのサイズはいくつかな。
And when he like, you know, when we have that point where like he's like doing his really determined fancy walk or what I I I hate I hate the way he like moves his arms up and down as he walks towards Goku like <laughs> oh, what's going on up here. Uh it's I just I just like the way that's posed and everything. It's it's a funny image, but I I like the way like when he walks up to Goku peeing, which by the way, out of context, this just looks very terrible. Um or maybe in context is terrible too. I don't know. Um, but I, I like the way that like when it's revealed like, oh, Goku is a boy or whatever, that like Oolong breaks his character as the handsome gentleman and he reverts back to his like normal, you know, screechy Oolong voice. Like I, I love the way Tatsuda voices him, like especially throughout all these transformations. I, I thought that was pretty fun. Oh, なんという大胆な若い娘さんが達人とは一体どうやってあ、俺の大嫌いなものがついてるお前昨日の娘じゃないなうん、パンパンしてないのによくわかったなあのれよくもよくもこのウーロン様を騙そうとしたの yeah, like Tatsuta is like uh, not to get too far, not to get too off topic, but yeah, I mean he's in one of my favorite anime. I mean I don't know if any people know that I'm a huge Barman fan, but he's in Barman Jetters as a villain. And the funny thing is, in Barman Jetters, his the character he plays is a mad scientist who uses Oolong's voice. Ah, oh, so wow. the whole time I'm like watching this thing, I'm just being reminded of Barman Jenner's and, and I have a huge smile on my face because <laughs> it's the exact same voice that he's using. <laughs> so even all these, and Barman Jenner's aired in 2002. So even all those years later, his voice is still just, he's still doing, able to do that voice perfect. I, I don't know if like the creators asked him, Hey, could you do that long thing again? <laughs> Say the thing. <laughs> Say the thing. <laughs> do the voice. Do the voice. Ugh, panties. You got the job. <laughs> so, like, I mean, yeah, he, he's got a good, terrific, I mean, going just with his range, he's also a gang beige in One Piece, so that's a, yet another Dragon Ball. Oh, yeah, Ball. that's right, he is, I forgot. And he t- sounds totally different in that role. <laughs> so, yeah, that I, I will give Tatsuta, he's like... He does a really good job of bringing, whether you like Oolong or not, he does a good job of portraying him in all of his different forms. That was something I was going to point out, which is that I do, it was all him. It's not like there are different people for each one, and he did a great job with it. Yeah, that that was something, I, I looked it up because that was something I was thinking, like, clearly this is all one person, right? Or whatever, and, you know, it, it turned out I was right, so, yeah. Uh, I, I, I like that he has the range to, like, pull off these different, like, characters that he has to disguise himself as. I'll, I'll, I'll give Oolong this. He, he at least immerses, he, he immerses himself in his characters. Yeah. Uh, kind of, like, going back a little bit. One thing that I thought was kind of funny about this episode, because obviously, like, Bulma and Goku are in this village because they located a Dragon Ball. And, like, because Oolong is, like, terrifying these people, like, they don't even want to come out of their house. Which I, I... I love that Goku and Bulma just, like, kind of do what, like, you would do in, like, any video game or whatever. It's just, like, walk in the people's houses. Uh, like, G- Goku literally, like, uh, blowing holes in doors. <laughs> and, 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 this, yes. and this guy comes out. Th- there's, there's a lot happening in the scene, right? So, like, th- this, this guy, obviously he's protecting his home. 
so I don't want to blame him too much. But he just, like, takes an axe to a kid. Like, if he weren't Goku, you would have just split this kid's head open. Yeah, I mean, Bulma even lampshades this. It's like, if it had been me, I would have died. And then, like, he's just like, my bad. <laughs> I just, like, I know that, again, as you said, he's just protecting his house. He's just he's just scared of Oolong and his daughter being taken away by him. So you can't really blame the guy. But I, I do find it fun. I do find it funny that he just kind of writes it off like my bad young lady. <laughs> but 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 the thing is, right? The thing that gets me is that like Goku just whips out his staff like, "Hey bro, what the fuck?" Like like it's like he provoked the situation, you know? Like, no, it's not my fault the guy that just walked into your house, you know? And that just I just I just like that Goku it doesn't really understand that he's very in the wrong here. Because he's a dumb kid. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, hey, Bulma told me to do it, so it must be good. I, <laughs> I mean, was just I, doing I, I, what like... I was told. That'll hold up in court. <laughs> I mean, but that, that's something, I mean, going going off of that, that is something that I, I didn't really think about my first time watching the series. But although he doesn't do it often, I do kind of like that Goku does sort of talk back to her a little bit, like on the level of... If I mean, it's mostly just him just being like, okay, you said one thing, and now you're saying another thing, which is it? <laughs> which It's like, it's not that he's outright trying to be snarky, it's just that I don't understand, there are a bunch of contradictions in what you're saying, and he does point them out once in a while, but that's something I hadn't really noticed back then, is that, like, yeah, he is able to at least talk back to Bulma a little bit, so, and that is kind of a source of humor, too. Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to jump. I don't want to jump too far past this episode, but there is a scene that I really like later. Um, it's in episode six where, like, um, well, to jump a little further ahead, obviously they get Oolong and they take him away, and he's kind of part of their forcefully part of their um their unit, and they're in his motorhome or whatever, and Goku and Oolong are talking, and then Oolong's talking about, of course, how much he loves girls and he wants more girls, and Goku says, "Oh, why don't you just." Ask the Dragon Ball for, I mean, ask, you know, the dragon for one. And Lulong's like, oh, yeah, you didn't think of that. And then, like, Goku, I love just the scene that Goku's kind of like, you know, telling him, well, why do you want one anyway? I mean, they don't have, they don't have the same parts as us. He's like listing <laughs> these things off as reasons of why you wouldn't want. I mean, he made this suggestion, but he's like, bro, bro, before you do that, I mean, they don't have, like, our parts. They don't have, and then Bulma comes in and whacks him, and she, he's just so, I, I forgot what he said exactly, but the face he's making as he's, like, rubbing his head, like, it, it's this expression that he's making, and he's looking at her like, see, why would you want this? <laughs> <laughs> and that scene just gets to me so much, because he's, like, he's so enthusiastic about how girls, like, he's not necessarily saying they're bad, but they're just, like, I don't get why you like them. They're, like, they have all of these problems. <laughs> Goku, Goku is accidentally sexist. <laughs> right that's just and it's just funny to me like it, it, it yeah it's sexist but it's like he's just but you, so you innocent can, you, can, you can forgive goku because goku's a dumb stupid kid that doesn't know anything about anything you know yeah exactly and then like this even goes back to her former thing going back to episode four i hate to bounce around but like yeah you know he does the pat pat on an old woman he's like you're a girl and then like the girl is tea she's like oh you <laughs> that was another scene that i found like, that i found kind of funny you know i i have I actually have very mixed feelings on that gag now because like I mean, I, I still I still think it's a funny gag because, again, Goku doesn't know any better. So, like, you can kind of forgive him. You know, he, it's uh, it's obviously not like a malicious thing at all. Um, but but and I like watching watching this episode now. I couldn't help but think about, like, 
you couldn't actually do this gag today, not not necessarily because like it's inappropriate, but because like it it just like blows Goku's mind that there are that there are two genders. You know, oh. like 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 could you imagine Goku finding out about like being like non-binary or whatever? Yeah, that would blow his little mind. <laughs> like, you know, not just because like the joke might not hold up, but because like it's just not nowadays, like if he tried to pull that shit off, I mean, first off, he probably he'd probably get sent to jail possibly for assault possibly but also like that just wouldn't work like just because th- this this like goku's whole thing here is just assuming there are only two genders and nothing else like 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 if you pat somebody's crotch and like no matter what kind of genitalia they have like what if they identify as non-binary then your whole plan just goes down the shitter you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, it, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying it's faulty at the very least. Yeah, I mean, and of course we know that Dragon Ball is a product of its time. Very much I mean, so. They're, yes. They're, yeah, it's unfortunate. Like, it, it just goes to show the fact that you know that's probably why Z is the one that's kind of last through the ages because a guy punching another guy is gonna be is pretty much immortal and <laughs> that's gonna live forever. <laughs> like we t- we talked about this on a previous episode, but like, yeah, th- like. Stuff like this is probably, you know, part of the reason why Dragon, like the original Dragon Ball TV series hasn't been like touched because it's like, how do you, how do you get past a lot of this stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, specifically one episode I think you could take out, but again, we'll get to it in a little bit. But I guess, um, I mean, again, uh, I don't want to spend too much, uh, like too much more time on this episode other than I... Again, th- there were a lot of things I liked about it. Like, I think, I think as far as the animation goes, like specifically, my favorite like piece of animation is probably around the point where like uh, Oolong turns into a torpedo and tries to like fly away from Goku. Like, I thought a lot of that stuff looked really amazing, actually. Yeah, I, I thought so too. And I mean, just overall, like, I'm still really in awe of just like the background art of Dragon Ball. Oh yeah, like. I mean, yeah, and especially the beginning of I'm over. I guess we could transition over to five, especially the beginning of episode five, like where they had that black and white kind of like old. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't want to call it ukiyo-e. I feel like that's not quite right. I, I know what you're talking about. Which, by the way, when I when I started that episode, I thought I accidentally started episode one. Yeah, that's what I at first I thought so too because I had it on while you know getting myself ready for the show. So. I was just like, and then I looked over at the screen, I'm like, whoa, what, wait, where did this come from? <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did the DVD accidentally skip a track or something? What happened? <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, but I, I really, like, the background art of the show, it, it's static, but for the time period that it was in, it's still really strong. And I think it helps kind of create this atmosphere of, like, although Boma's got, like, fucking flying cars and everything like that. It still envelops this, like, sense of mystery and adventure, because the background art looks so much like what you see in uh, Ukiyo-e paintings. I mean, I hate using that, but I just really like how that's done and how Toei is doing that with the background art. And, of course, the animation itself, which is still holding up pretty well this far into the series. You know, most modern anime, well, I won't say most, but a lot of modern anime, you get that awesome-looking episode one, and by episode four, it's like, it's a totally different show, and the worst way possible yeah (laughs) (laughs) i i think just in general like again it goes back to what we were talking about uh i think on our last episode that like you know like the animation is still like it's it's economic 
that that that's the word I like to use to describe it. Like it's it's limited in a lot of places, but I, I think when it when it comes to certain set pieces that like require more animation, like I, I think they animate where they need to. Which is funny because like um Marion and I, a friend of our friend of ours, was were talking about another Toei production, World Trigger, the first series, and how it gets a lot of shit because it's not very well it's not very good looking in comparison to other anime but we've we use that same phrase is that toei's economical because there are some things that look amazing in it and yeah overall it's just kind of like toei knows what they need to do they partition what they need okay this is needs to look good so we're gonna make sure it looks good but i mean a character walking down the street doesn't need like several animators to work on so there it's there's a reason why they're counted on to do like longer and longer productions is because they know how to kind of budget that out like okay we'll this episode doesn't need as much polish so we won't give it that much but an episode that does yeah we're going to put everything we can into it Mm -hmm. and i mean I, i actually speaking of the animation i guess we can just kind of move into episode five i think uh I, I think the scene that stood out to me the most from from that episode in particular was when uh, uh, they they mentioned that they need to head to uh, Frypan Mountain or whatever, and obviously that sets Oolong off because obviously he's heard of like how horrible that place is and how it's like ruled over by the Ox King or Gyumao or whatever. And uh, we 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 get this cool like stylized sequence of like you know of the Ox King like reigning terror over the world or whatever, and it's. It's very simple looking, but like again, it's also very stylized. Where it's, I, I'm I'm not an artist, so it's it's really hard for me to describe sequences like this. But like, it's um, it's it's very like sketchy. Like it kind of it kind of looks like it was animated on like a chalkboard or something. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Like there, there's very little on the screen, but like I, I, I think I think Z will do stuff like this later on because it kind of reminded me of and I. I, I haven't seen this in a while, so maybe I'm like misremembering, but like it kind of reminded me of like of like some sequences from like the Dead Zone movie or whatever, when oh. Garlic Jr. kind of talks about like how his father used to like do a bunch of bad shit or whatever. It kind of reminded me of that sequence a little bit, though I, I don't think it's necessarily the same thing, but it's 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 kind of stylized a little bit the same way. I don't know. It, it, it felt kind of similar. Yeah, I think I think I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, there's this this very it's very simple. Like, and it's funny. All it does is take a little bit of like manipulating color or removing it, and you get this thing that yeah. looks really kind of cool. Just because you're used to it, you're used to all of the the. I mean, and it kind of helps. Like, this is why manga art pops the way it does because of this kind of like use of color and lighting and everything, or or even the absence of it. So. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. One thing I am disappointed in about this episode is that because uh, the the anime so far like directly taking a lot of Toriyama's like English sound effects that he uses from the manga, I'm very disappointed that uh, that when we see Bulma and crew, you know, tugging along in their in their boat on the river, that we don't see the famous boat sound effect <laughs> from the manga. <laughs> Because uh, that that that's one of my favorite little things from the early manga is just Toriyama taking words and just just taking whatever, just using them as English sound effects. It's pretty great. 
man, I need to, I really need to sit down with the Japanese version of the manga. Then I always just thought that was just a thing in the, the, the but now thinking about it, that makes no sense. I mean, this might be weird about sound effects, but they wouldn't use both. So, <laughs> so I, I don't remember where I read this, but I know I read this somewhere that like, that's, that's part of the reason why Toriyama was kind of recruited to do manga for Jump was because uh, whoever was looking over his, like his previous works, you know, was really impressed by the use of his with sound effects huh that's interesting uh, because I'm, I'm i'm assuming not a lot of manga artists were like doing that at that point no i mean even now you don't see it too. i mean the only one i can think of off the top of my head is horikoshi yeah, Horikoshi's definitely one of them. Like, sometimes I'll see English sound effects used in manga that were clearly like in English before then. Yeah. But, uh, so it's it's used a bit more, but like, yeah, you don't you don't see a lot of artists nowadays who's, that that's like their bread and butter, like with Horikoshi, who's cle- clearly trying to mimic the style of like American comics, because my hero academia and superhero comics, whatever. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, uh, what else was I gonna say? So, uh, episode five... I thought was also fine. I I don't want to sound like I'm like just dismissing these episodes, but like, um, it's it like I do like this episode because it introduces my boy Yamcha, my favorite virgin dork desert bandit. <laughs> it's funny. I mean, going back to just on voice acting, yeah, I tore, like Toru Furusawa, uh, Furusawa sounds so young. Like I know he wasn't young young when he did this role, but like. I, I just could at first I didn't know it was like I know it's him but he sounds so different <laughs> like that I was like thrown off by it <laughs> um I mean what what's what what do you think is like his most well-known like current character today P- probably zero or wh- whatever his name is from Conan yeah probably Amuro if not Amuro then Sabo Oh yeah, Sabo. I totally forgot he voices Sabo. So, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, it's either one of those two or I mean, well, we got new Sailor Moon movies coming out, so I think he I I don't know if he's still doing Tuxedo Mask in those. I feel like I'm not sure. I mean, they've got Usagi's voice actress back, so I feel like it would be weird if they didn't get him back. But I don't know. I don't remember. And anybody who's listening to this can definitely come in and correct me. <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely say Amuro is probably his most popular role right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, Furia is uh, obviously is always Furia. Shit, I am <laughs> <laughs> gonna get killed after this show. And the funny thing is, I met him in person. So that's, <laughs> that's so bad, Furia. That that's you better you better hope he's not listening. I, I hope um, not. Because this English is pretty good. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> but, yeah. I, ju- I just send him over this podcast, like, hey. And then he's just like, who, who the fuck is this? <laughs> um, but no, F- F- Furia is very good at what he does, obviously. Um, he's he's basically a veteran voice actor at this point. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Y- y- Yamcha, in general, I think... Um, I, I like revisiting this Yamcha in particular because I think before the end of this arc, this first arc, like I, I, I literally said it earlier, like I, I like Yamcha when he is just kind of this dork who thinks he's really cool. And I mean, he kind, he kind of is, but also like he's still a dork. He's the original, he's the original Chunie. There, there you go. <laughs> he, for better or worse, he started it. <laughs> See, that's interesting because I, I've heard um talking about Marion again, I've 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 heard them mention that like Hiei was kind of the start of that. Unless uh, well, that was- okay, no, that's fair. No, I mean like like Yamcha kinda 
I guess Yamcha is kind of like he 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 has shades of it, but yeah, he yeah, definitely he is definitely the one who codified it. Yes, I agree with that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I I don't I don't have like a lot to say about Yamcha other than like at this point I I, I like this early incarnation of Yamcha. Like I, I think I think the whole like him being flustered around women is like is like a, a genuinely like cute kind of character trait that like again offsets his like his his cool kind of handsome looking exterior or whatever because otherwise he, he'd just be a boring pretty boy kind of character so i'm glad that toriyama wasn't afraid to like make him more fallible especially with like his rematch later with goku in episode six where like he literally gets a tooth knocked out or whatever <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if toriyama just added that because um, otherwise he would have like defeated Goku in their first meeting. Because like Goku was hungry, he was tired, and Yamcha was about to mop the floor with him. Then you know Bulma appears and to get Yamcha to like get the fuck out of there. So, <laughs> um, I thought uh, Yamcha's first fight with Goku was fine. I think um, it's it's weird, like because because like the the way they animate the fight again. This is this is one of those things where like. Animation-wise, there's not like a ton of movement. Like you, you can you can tell that they're doing like a lot of like zoom-ins and close-ups and like repeating frames and stuff in a lot of this fight to sort of kind of mask the fact that like there isn't like an actual like a lot of like actual animation going on. But that's just the way I read it. Obviously, I'm not like I'm not an expert in animation. I don't want to like come off like that. But like that's just kind of the way like I read it. And it's weird because I was like, there's something off about this fight. And I couldn't, I don't think I can, I still don't think I can like name it off the top of my tongue or whatever. But like, because I was, because I was kind of like going through the manga too. And like, the manga's not like, I mean, it's good, but it's not like a vast improvement over this or anything. I think it's just like, I, I, I think this fight just kind of copies a lot of like how it looks in the manga almost. But it's still, but I also don't want to say it's like bad. Because I don't yeah, think no, it's bad. I don't, again, this goes back to what we were saying about Toy about being economical. Like, yeah, it would have been nice if for this fight, especially the appearance of a new character, and this character is actually threatening Goku, which is something we haven't seen at all up until this point. Um, it would have been nice if they had pulled out all the guns and, you know, uh, drawn this thing to look amazing. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I could kind of get that they maybe wanted to save their guns for something else. Or it was just a thing where it was just like, because with anime, it's a round robin, and, you know, you don't, it's, you might get an episode where the best animators are on an episode that they're really not needed, <laughs> and then you have an episode where it's like, we need the best guys, put them up front, you know, get them ready, and it's just like, they're not available for that episode because they're working on something else. So it might just been a simple thing where it's just like, okay, yeah, unfortunately, while we would have loved to give Yamcha the polish he needed... Uh, unfortunately, yeah, we just couldn't. Or maybe Toei just predicted somewhere down the line what Yamcha would become. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, it, it could be any of those things. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. yeah, because it's like the more I talk about this fight, the more I'm kind of convincing myself that maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, and maybe it's actually like not that bad of a fight. But I don't know. So something about it felt off. Maybe I, I know one thing that like I kind of wish that maybe they. Um, like, like one choice I, I didn't necessarily, like, agree with was, because uh, one of my favorite, like, small things about this fight in the manga is that uh, there's a point where 
Goku counterattacks and uses his uh his rock paper scissors fist or whatever, and you know he obviously like I don't know bops Yamcha. Oh. And there's this there's there's this cool thing in the manga where in the manga like Yamcha literally ricochets off of Goku and into one of the panel borders in the manga, breaking the manga and then back into the panel. And, you know, th- th- that's the kind of stuff that Toriyama likes to do every once in a while, like playing with the medium of comics. Like, that's 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 a genuinely really fun little, like, detail and, like, a fun, subtle way to kind of, like, break the fourth, like, break literally the- breaking <laughs> the fourth wall. Where in, in the anime, they don't really do that. Like, y- you kind of see Yamcha, like, move away from the screen and, like, kind of ricochet off of the... I don't I kind of ricochet off the screen and into the ground or whatever. I think that's what they were trying to do, but like it just like it doesn't look like I'm not sure how to explain this. Like like if they were trying to go for something similar, I don't think I don't think they really pulled it off. Like I, I think I think it would have been more fun if like Goku slapped Yamcha into like into like the TV screen and maybe like broke this like broke the TV screen you're watching your TV on or something like yeah no I get I get what you're I get what you're getting at yeah it's like I it's hard to tell if that's what they were going it, it's so it's so I don't want to say vague but it's like it's hard to tell if that's what they were going for or if they were just like you know what, we can't top that so we're we we're just we're just gonna have Yamcha bounce off of something because that's what yeah happened in the manga, yeah we can't we can't recreate that same you know effect. I mean, and and of course, maybe it was just a thing too, where they maybe you should have been there, Colton. You should have been born sooner. This is your fault. <laughs> you should have been born a <laughs> Japanese guy who was old enough to work at Toei at that time and suggested that he could have bounced on the screen. This is all your fault. This isn't Toei's fault. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, I I, it, I get what you're saying, and I and I can't tell myself. I'm no art expert either. But I can't tell myself it was just a thing where they just intentionally were just like, yeah, we can't recreate that. We're just gonna deal with something. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's like, oh, we're just not gonna bother with this, or if they, gen- or if they just genuinely didn't know how to like recreate that effect. Yeah, yeah, that's what I feel. I mean, I, I, I hate to say this because I, because you know, I feel like all animators do their best. I mean, oh yeah, I, of course, yeah, of course. but I mean, I don't know. It does feel like this episode overall was handled by like a B team. Yeah, and unfortunately, since the way the Toei DVDs like credit, there's no way to know. I mean, I'm sure there there's some Dragon Ball like animation enthusiast out there that's like got every episode with each one of the animators who worked on it. I'm sure if we looked, we there probably, are definitely people like that. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure if we go looking, we'll find them and we'll be able to find out what their credits were and what they worked on. But right now, I mean, it, I again, I always hate saying A team and B team or whatever because I'm sure all of the animators put all of they can into an episode. But it definitely feels like like this wasn't like the best foot forward that the that the Dragon Ball anime has had. But the, but going but to give them credit, this episode doesn't look bad by any means either. No, yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't want people listening to this to think like I think oh this. Oh, this this fight like looked bad. Like it didn't look bad. I just think um The manga just had had like an expectation that was up here. <laughs> and the anime yeah, just kind of exactly. scooted under it. <laughs> the, the, like like the overall direction somehow is like off to me. And I and again, it's one of those things where like I, I can't necessarily say like why I feel it's off. Like I, I, I tried to explain it the best I could, but even then, like I don't want people to think that I think these episodes in particular, like, look bad, you know? Yeah, by no means. 
Yeah, yeah. Again, because I, like I said, I even looked through the manga and I was like, the manga's good, but it's not like, like it, it obviously, you know, Toriyama has what I'm going to call like genius paneling because it is because Dragon Ball, I genuinely think it's like the easiest to read comic I have ever read. Like, there are very few comics that read as easily as Toriyama's do. But even then, like, the layout for this fight in the manga in particular, I think is, co- compared to, like, his other action set pieces, are, is pretty simple. So it's, so it's like, I don't know if maybe they just, like, didn't have a lot to work with. Or if just, like, again, because it really, it really feels like, to me, like, some shots in this fight look like they were just kind of, I don't want to say it because it's again, it sounds dismissive, but I don't mean it to be. But like, it kind of felt like they were just kind of just copying the manga a little bit, but not entirely. It's really, it's really weird. Yeah, maybe I'm just totally off base, and maybe I just have too high of expectations. I don't know, but like, it's it's really hard for me to describe. But I still have fun with this fight. Like, I think to to give this fight credit, I I do like the way they handled like the wolf fang fist. Yes, you know, because because that that was fun. Uh, I w- weirdly enough, I might have to send this to you later, but uh, uh, someone actually translated like a like a short mini comic that I guess was in like a like a Dragon Ball book that came out around this time, where it's like I think it's drawn by Toriyama. I think it's his art, where it's like Yamcha teaches you how to do the Wolf Fang Fist, and I I just thought it was kind of cool because it's like oh now I can now I can use the Wolf Fang Fist on my enemies as well. <laughs> Okay, yeah, definitely send me that. I, I don't think I've seen it before. I'll, I'll have to send it to you in a little bit. But yeah, I, I just thought it was funny that I found that like right before we recorded this. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else for this episode. I mean, like, there's a lot of stuff in the beginning with like Oolong trying to leave the group because he doesn't want to go to Mount, uh, Mount Frypan or whatever. And Bulma gets the idea to like use her freshly taken off panties, which there's that. Um, like, okay, so that idea. Okay, fine. Oolong, Oolong likes panties or whatever. Whatever. I don't have anything to say about that. But it's like, the, the whole thing, it's like they're freshly taken off, which, ew. And second, like, I, I don't understand what the appeal of freshly taken off panties is when you, like, immediately dip them into the river. Because <laughs> now they're just now they're just wet and probably smell like river water. <laughs> like, like. Water in rivers and ponds and lakes probably aren't the cleanest. Like I, I don't understand the appeal. Like the appeal is that they're just taken off. The, the appeal for some people, I should yeah, say, not me this, in particular. Yeah, I, say, I don't get that appeal at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like the the appeal is they're freshly taken off. That's the idea. But now you dunked them in river water. Now they're just. I don't. I'm probably over th- this, this. See, this is the kind of stuff I have written down in my notes that I'm totally overthinking. But it's like who like. I don't want to say who likes it because as soon as as soon as I say who likes that, someone's gonna be like, "Well, uh, uh, well, actually, uh, new user four five two six seven here. I actually really like it, or whatever." <laughs> yeah, I just i I don't get how. I mean, I get the joke and I get what it was going for, but yeah, it is a kind of weird thing that uh, I don't know. <laughs> Like it, it, it's one of those things that just goes back to being again Dragon Ball being a product of its time and the the, the fact that again it's it's one of those things where it's like I can't really be upset with it from an angle of like I get what it was trying to accomplish. Oh yeah, I'm I I also want to say I'm I'm not necessarily upset at it. I'm I'm just kind of questioning like the logic. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. Because like 
like it, it is a kind of one of those like you know your preferred idiot moments like you could have ignored these things and gotten away <laughs> but instead yeah i mean it, it's one of those subtle things where it's like you know toriyama's kind of poking fun at like the fact that you're using your 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 perverseness is over is you know overcoming your reasoning and to that effect like yeah it is funny on that level but it's still just kind of like yeah did you have to <laughs> did you <laughs> Speaking of did you have to, I I think we have to finally talk about episode six, because I I don't think there's really much else I want to talk about with episode five in particular. So um, I really really hate to like finish off this podcast on such a sour note, because like, I genuinely think this is probably the worst episode of Dragon Ball uh, of of this series. I mean, again, I, I haven't seen like the rest of the anime. And I'm sure maybe there's like some anime original stuff that maybe I'll hate. I don't know, but 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 uh, un- until we find an episode that is somehow worse, I do think just in terms of like stuff that does not hold up and stuff that's genuinely like really disgusting, I think this is a bad episode. Yeah, um, yeah. And I-, I mentioned earlier, like if you were to do like a recut of this, or if you were to like readapt this, I I don't necessarily usually advocate for like you know, censorship and art because I'm one of those people. I, I don't like that kind of thing. But like, if they were like, hey, let's take this shit out, I wouldn't really fight for it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's one of those things that's like, it was all really just kind of like for a bit, which, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, we could just dive into it rather than trying to dissect it like this. I mean, it, it's it's basically, and even saying it makes me feel dirty but <laughs> but um like basically it's the whole thing where Ulong kind of spikes goku and bulma's drinks so that he can cop a feel on bulma and without goku getting in the way um yeah that, that's and it's not helped by something i noticed with the anime which is they play this threatening music as he walks upstairs which is just that's so <laughs> oh, that's so bad like, yeah it's like uh, like i get that they're Actually, no, I don't even get it. Like, there's no... It, I understand they couldn't play lighthearted music either, <laughs> but... Like, I like I get they're, they're trying to, like, accentuate the mood, but, like, again, it's one of those things where it's, like, this... Like, because I think they're also trying to play it off as, like, oh, Oolong, that, that, that little tyke, you know? Like, what's he getting into this time? Like, this, like... This is bad because this is a thing that people genuinely do to each other, and it's it's gross. Like I, again, this is this was kind of something I was afraid of doing this podcast and doing this first arc was because I know I'm gonna like really uh, rage about these moments in particular, and I'm I'm sorry if we like spend too much time on this or if it sounds like we're lecturing people. I don't know, but it's just like I. Unfortunately, I I know people who have been like assaulted before. So th- this just kind of offends me on every level, quite honestly. Yeah, it, it it's one of those unfortunate things where it's like for for this moment in particular, I don't want to say like, oh, it's just of its time because like even back then, I think it's still it that doesn't excuse like how terrible it is. So I I don't I don't want to excuse this in particular. Yeah, no, and I don't think and the, and the funny thing the thing well I won't say the funny thing but the thing about this like even the payoff for the gag isn't that good. 
Like, even if you wanted to defend it and say, well, you know, the joke was hilarious, it really wasn't. So it's like, I would even, I, I would agree with you that if they were to just like, okay, we're going to redo Dragon Ball, this this scene actually doesn't need to happen. There's like nothing here. You could literally take this out and it wouldn't change anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It wouldn't do, like the Goku, like we, we talked a bit about Goku's Pat Pat, and that's part of his personality. So that would be difficult to write around, but I mean, possible. Again, you can you can forgive that a lot more. I yeah, think. yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to compare the two, but I'm just saying, like, in terms of things that you could leave out, this that 100 you could. I think that's my thing too. Is that like this is just 100 not needed. This this is just creepy and gross, and it's not funny. Yeah. And also, what makes it even worse to me is that uh, something I didn't really like think about the last couple times I've like unfortunately rewatch this episode i think i'm also just mad at myself because like i've tried watching dragon ball with other people before and like i have watched this episode with like two different people and it kind of makes me angry because like i now i'm just kind of thinking like maybe i should have just skipped this episode because I'm, I'm trying to watch dragon ball with a friend of mine who you know obviously is a fan of the series but hasn't like seen a lot of this early stuff and I'm I'm genuinely kind of afraid that like this early like pervy stuff has really like turned her off of watching it, which is, is totally understandable. Like if you cannot handle this and like and it really grosses you out, which it should, then like if it keeps you from enjoying the show, like like no one's gonna judge you for it. And the people and the people who do need to go outside yeah they need to get need to excommunicate them <laughs> if they can't i mean even even if even for whatever you know not to turn this into a psa <laughs> but like whatever it is that you're if somebody can't understand that you don't like something and they're gonna judge you on it then you probably shouldn't be hanging out with that person it's, whether, <laughs> whether it's something as simple as i don't like the color of that character's t-shirt to something like this you should have those like boundaries. this genuinely makes me uncomfortable yeah, I can't watch this. Yeah, I, I mean, I was watching it again, and I knew the episode was coming up. And listen, I think of myself as pretty unflappable when it comes to most things. But even I was just kind of like, and then I wasn't really looking at the episode because I knew it was coming. So I was at my computer kind of doing other things. Then I hear the music, and I'm just like, this sounds like the music you have when like they were preparing to fight each other. And then I turn around, and the anime fooled me, because <laughs> I, I kind of forgot the music cue for this scene. So I turn in my chair, I'm like, wait, wait, I thought I was watching episode six with, oh my god, it's that scene, and they're playing this music. <laughs> and I'm just like, ugh, why, why would they, that's the thing that, like, like I said, I get everything that would they blended, and, and unfortunately, I can't even really blame Toei, because it was in the manga. And as much as I yeah this 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 is all this is all Toriyama the, yeah it's all Toriyama and as much as like maybe somebody at Toei might have, might have been like mm, maybe we should leave this out <laughs> I, I'm sure that there would have been pressure on them to well this was in the manga the manga sells so keep it in there the PTA had to have had some complaints about this they would have had to have some I mean like manga I know is kind of like a wilderness out there there's not a whole lot especially back then that they would have said they they could have done about it but this is airing on TV and I've known many times where anime have been like heavily censored from the original manga for problematic content and again I know we don't want to turn this into a we hate this if you hate we hate this episode which we do and we don't want to spend a bunch of time on it but yeah it's just like I I don't I don't, I don't want to I don't want to come off like preachy, but the, I'm I'm not I'm not being like performative when I say this. Like this this genuinely is like disgusting, and I don't like it. And I it just it's super unfunny. 
but so the last thing I want to mention that might make this even worse is that like because Oolong keeps mentioning that like you know because y- Yamcha Yamcha stopped them specifically because like he wants to steal like their stuff or whatever and that includes whatever like capsules they have on them and Oolong specifically has a capsule with this RV in it for a special occasion that's what he spe- says specifically and. I can't help but think that, like, he's going around trying to pick up women in this van. Oh, God. <laughs> like, like again, that, that's they don't specifically say that, but, like, using context clues and the fact that, like, he, in episode four, literally terrorized a village and, like, stole all their girls or whatever. Like, I can't help but think, like, Oolong is a genuine predator. And with, with, with this context now, I think... You know, th- that is the reason why I genuinely hate Oolong as a character. And I'm I'm kind of glad that he isn't... I'm, I'm glad that he's not more prominent after this arc. Because, like, yeah, th- like, th- this, that's that's all kind of Oolong is. Like, he, he's, just a, he's just a scummy character. And, like, the stuff that he does isn't really very funny at all. So, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, yeah, it does come down to the fact that he has no redeeming qualities. It sucks to put it that way. I mean, you're like, you like, know. no, go ahead. Like with, uh, like even when, um, honestly, like I'm with Poir in particular because Poir mentions that mentions all the shit he did, like in Transformation School, how like he tried to steal the teacher's panties and like he bullied Poir, and it's like I'm I'm kind of with Poir on this. Like I'm totally up for Poir beating the shit out of Hulong, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like I think Poir has every right to stand up to his bully. Like I kind of feel bad for Poir. Yeah. No. I mean. Yeah. That 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 is. It just sucks that like I don't. I, I'm not gonna say because like it's Toriyama series. I'm not gonna tell him who or who he can involve in it. But it's like yeah, there. Everybody. I hate to make the comparison, but here we go. I'm gonna get shit upon. But like even comparing him to Roshi, who also has his many many multitude of issues. At the very least, like, and after this arc's done, I mean, Roshi doesn't have the best of appearances and, yeah, the f- best of introductions. But after this arc is... And w- which which we haven't even talked about yeah, yet. Yeah, which we haven't. But even when we get to that point, it's kind of like, at least later on, like, when we do have this arc after the introductory arc and we have, like, the training arc, we get a little bit of the see, like, the other side of him when he's not being Creeper. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to sit here and be like Roshi is less bad yeah, than Ulong, no, no, no. because like the like the stuff that they both do is bad. Like, don't don't make no mistake. But like, at least with Roshi, like, th- there there are aspects of Roshi's character that are likable, and like, I would not judge other people who still like Roshi because I do think Roshi has a lot more to offer outside of his perverted antics. Which you really cannot say about Oolong. Yeah, no, you can't. I, I, I'd even go as far as saying that. I mean, I would. Yeah, no, you can't. I would. I was about to say you could even write Oolong art and not lose much, but he does have sort of an important role later. Yeah, I mean, Bulma kind of uses him as a tool, basically. Yeah, and unfortunately, even that important role revolves around panties. But I'm, I'm going way too far. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there eventually. 
but yeah, it, it just it is just a thing that unfortunately this isn't as as you said this isn't the thing that we could just chalk up to oh the eighties they were a wild time. <laughs> this is just literally like really bad, and there's no way around it. And unfortunately, I can understand why. I've often complained why DBZ gets a bunch of remasters and re-releases and all of these things, while Dragon Ball, which I love more as a series, does not, but. I guess writing around these kind of things would make that difficult. Like if the uh, the sort of content isn't the reason, it's at least part of it. I would have to imagine. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Like I I cannot imagine like back in 2010, like you know there being like an actual Dragon Ball Kai of the original Dragon Ball series and it airing on and, and like this airing on Nicktoons or something. Yeah, no, no. Like, I was talking to another friend about this, and I was like, yeah, you know, it, it, it does suck that this part of Dragon Ball is kind of inaccessible. But, again, yeah, I mean, you would literally have to cut it. And now I'm kind of, not to cut my own self off, but now I'm kind of wondering how they handled this. Because, like, there was a Dragon Ball dub. Like, not even the Toonami one, but one before. That's the one I grew up on. And I don't remember how they handled this scene. I have to imagine... I don't know. That's that's a good question. I because th- this this series did air on Toonami at one point in like the early aughts. So it's like I don't know how they got away with this, or if they had to like like edit the dub script around. The, I don't know. That I I would I might have to look into that actually. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the original. T- I mean, the reason why I even bought the DVDs myself was because I saw the Toonami run and enjoyed it. But yeah, I don't specifically remember how they handled this. And then, of course, like I said, there's a dub before that, and I don't remember how they handled this. I mean, probably even if I could remember, I don't know, as a kid, I would have known what I'm looking at. So, you know, especially coming off from watching things like Looney Tunes, which can be pretty bad <laughs> in that regard as well. So I probably I, 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 lo- I love Looney Tunes, but certain yeah, certain things about Looney Tunes don't always hold up either. So, yeah, you know. no. So I'm pretty sure as a kid, I probably just thought of, oh, Bugs Bunny did that. So it's fine. <laughs> if Bugs Bunny does it. It's okay. Yeah, that's that's probably what my mindset was as a kid. But yeah, for the Toonami dub, I would love to know how they ended up putting that in or if at all or I mean. I wouldn't be surprised, because honestly, you could probably skip this episode. Like, because other than... Probably, yeah. yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if they just did that. Of course, anybody listening could definitely tune, you know, chime in and let us know, and we'd love to hear that. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they just didn't show this episode. Because, I mean, not only besides Oolong's stuff, I mean, and granted, it is censored in the anime. I mean, we do get, like, I mean, Bulma's not is naked for like a good chunk of this episode oh yeah that's a that's another thing too like that that was see that that just goes back to what we were saying like bulma as a character is weird because she has agency but also no agency at all like you're still like it's it's cool that like bulma is okay with using her sexuality but also like she's still a teenager and she's still being exploited so like yeah and it's hard to like and it's weird because she exploits herself sometimes <laughs> so it's like again Tor- toriyama trying to have his cake and eat it too yeah, and it doesn't yeah, work yeah it's just weird cuz like if she's always being exploited then you can just be like okay you know she doesn't want this clearly so that's bad but then she's the first one to take off her panties when it serves her purposes. So it's like, uh, how am I supposed to feel? <laughs> I still, I still think it's 
bad, but I don't know. It, it's it's weird. Yeah, like yeah. I I mean, like they get away with showing a lot during those scenes compared to like how in the manga, like you literally just see nipples and everything. Yeah, which uh, obviously they. You know, in the manga version, they 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 did leave uncensored for a bit, and then that caused quite a stir at the uh, at a library in Maryland. So, hey, that, that that's my state. <laughs> Hating nipples <laughs> since way back. You could actually look up like an like an anime news network article about this, about how like a mom found this volume of Dragon Ball and like threw a big fit about it, and I. I don't know if that that was like the cause, but definitely afterwards, like Viz had to like censor their releases because of that. So, um, but see, the other thing also is that like you know, th- there's also Yamcha who's like sneaking around trying to steal the Dragon Ball, and like again, I don't want to say like one thing is less bad than the other, but I personally I'm willing to forgive Yamcha's jokes because like Yamcha's just trying. <laughs> This this might be kind of dumb to say, but Yam, Yam's just just trying to cause theft. He's not trying to like, you know, he he he's he's not trying to like, you know, like he's a, not, like assault yeah, people he's, or whatever. I mean, he's just there to steal things. He's not there to make victims out of people. <laughs> like you know, we have stuff where like Yamcha accidentally sees Bulma in the shower, and it's like. You know, like if if you're annoyed by that stuff, that's totally fine. But like, I mean, he doesn't. He, comes he, he doesn't do it on he purpose. He doesn't do it on purpose. And this is something. Wow, we we should just straight up have Marion on the show. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, this is something Mary and I were discussing in regards to another like a Shonen Sunday series. Uh, Amano Megumi's full of openings and how the fan service and that comes off as less i mean and there's a lot of it let me not don't go looking for that series and it, it, there's a lot of fan service if you don't like fan service don't read it but it comes off differently because it's all kind of incidental there and the character the main character who's like you know the i guess i purveyor or purveyor of this fan service he doesn't want to see it either but he's like a teenage dude so he's also like i don't want i mean i'm trying to study and like his, that's his childhood friend, and it just incidentally happens. And of course, he's trying to look away and not deal with it and anything like that. And that's the vibe I got from Yamcha. Because every time he saw Boma, it wasn't like he was like, "Yeah, all right." He, he was like, he's scarred. And I love how at the end of the episode, where I mean, again, like Boma's sleeping in the nude, and like he thinks it's Dragon Ball. So he like, and she's under a blanket. So he rips off the blanket, thinking he's gonna find something there, you know, worth stealing. And instead, he's like traumatizing the sound that Freya makes. As he's just like, <laughs> kind of like, Pyar has to like drag him away because he's just that just fucked up by it. And then, you know, and it goes, and the only reason why, I mean, and I can understand some people would be probably still put off by the scene, but it's the thing that happens after that where he's kind of like, I just want to get married. I, I don't even really want to do this, like, thief thing or everything. His dreams and his desires are just so, like, simple and pure yeah he's a very pure character yeah, like, yeah even though he's this desert thief who's stealing things from people he's like i don't even really want power and i looked at it and he like and i can just steal money anytime yeah, I want. exactly i don't need these things i just want to i just want to settle down that's that's what i want i like i liked it when par like i i forget exactly what par said but like they you know they more i guess they kind of just say hey why don't we just you know beat the shit out of them and steal their stuff and then, you know, like, Yamcha's like, how long have you been with me? Uh, almost two years, right? And you still don't get me. 
<laughs> I, I just I just like that whole <laughs> that whole banter <laughs> just because like you don't get me. You don't get I'm not about money. I'm not about power. I'm about me. And me wants to get married. <laughs> me. <laughs> and like <laughs> I, I'm not going to tell you to to like forgive Yamcha after that. Even though, to be fair, again, he's just a victim victim of rom com like circumstances. <laughs> See, that, that's my thing, right? Like I was going to say, like g- genuinely, I do think both Bulma and Yamcha in this case in particular are both victims of Oolong's really creepy, shitty shenanigans or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like it is just that he's just a victim. I I I, I hate putting it that way because I mean. You know, but yeah, he is. He really isn't out to see Bulma in contra- compromising. Situations. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, you know, Yamcha obviously is not the only victim because obviously Bulma is in a situation where she cannot defend herself, right. and that's that's really fucked up, quite honestly. Yeah. But you know, he he's not the only victim, but he I would still say he is a victim of circumstance in this particular instance, and i i don't I don't think that's a wrong thing to say personally. Um, like, it's just, it's unfortunate. Like, the, the, the dude is, like, clearly traumatized. And I mean, if, if, like, if Bulma knew what happened, like, I think she would be a little traumatized as well, which I don't know if thankfully or if not, like, fortunately or unfortunately, like, she, she doesn't, I don't think she ever finds out what happens, which, that, that's, a, that's another thing in and of itself. It's like, like, this thing happened to you and you were, like, touched, you know, without consent and, you just don't even know that ha- like that. That's a whole other thing in and of itself. You yeah, know? yeah, and that I don't want to think about. But um, yeah, it's just there. There's 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 a lot to unpack here, and we spent a lot of time talking about it. It's it's bad. It's gross. I hate it. Episode six is the worst episode of Dragon Ball. Fight me. Um, and uh, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's much else to say other than like. I, I, I do like some of the stuff at the end where, like, Yamcha does try to fight Goku again, and he loses his tooth. I, I mentioned that already, and that, like, he gets the idea that, like, oh, if we help them out, we'll just let them find the Dragon Balls, and we'll just steal it afterwards. Like, he's genuinely very cunning, or whatever, and that's nice. Um, I just, I, I, I also just like his nice guy act, like, hey, guys, I'm sorry, here you go, bye, and they just, like, uh, I like that Goku... Like, even after, like, being attacked and all, and possibly almost killed by this guy, it's like, hey, Oolong, you should trust people more. <laughs> like, Goku, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dumb kid. You don't fucking know anything about anything. <laughs> I mean, that's, it, but that's just what makes Goku's character so great. It's just that he is able to just kind of turn on a dime like that. Oh, he's nice this once. So he must be okay. <laughs> um... I guess I also do want to mention real quickly that, like, there was some Shu and Mai stuff in here. But, like, again, you could literally cut that stuff out and you wouldn't really lose anything. Yeah, I mean, it, it does kind of suck that they're not used more effectively, I guess. Yeah, it, it's it's really, it's not really, like, anything special. Like, literally, they tried to put a bomb on the RV. And it gets stuck to Shu's hand, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Shu sets, it for, sets the bomb timer for, like, 8 a.m., and they think it blows up, but it doesn't. It's it's a whole thing. Like it's again, it's nothing special. That's that that was kind of like the only anime original stuff from this. But otherwise, it, it's mostly like I'm I'm gonna say like ninety percent of this was all manga stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, just as a sidebar, I know I keep bringing up VAs and everything like that, but it's never gonna not amuse me that she was fucking Kaido. 
because I was listening to him this episode. I mean, I know that it's Tesho Genda. So I'm like listening to a shoe in this episode. I'm just like, wow, this is this is Kaido. <laughs> yeah, it, it it is funny to have this actor who's like sort of typecast in these like big, powerful, tough guy roles as like this, this cute little dog with a sword. Yeah, and I mean, especially since I love, a, you know, I, I don't think it's a secret that Colton loves Gintama, but Tesho Genda's Pedro, and I like that Gintoki actually lampshades this in one arc, too, where he's like, where I forget the scenario, but basically he's like, yeah, use your voice to, like, get the, to get rid of them or whatever, and then Gintoki's like, I'm not fucking Tesho Genda. I'm not. <laughs> I forget what it was, but yeah, but it, it's just funny to think back to some of these, like, be- these, like, uh, the, just that whole association with it, that, yeah, he is this, this big scary guy in another series, and this little small dog that gets a bomb stuck to his hand in this series, so it's like, yeah, I, I mean, it is nothing special, that, but I did like the Looney Tunes kind of, like, gag that that is, that, like, oh yeah, we'll set it for later, or it didn't explode, and it does. <laughs> I think I like the stuff from the last batch of episodes we talked about more, personally. Especially when Pilaf is, like, actually working with them, whereas here he's just kind of sitting around making them doing all the yeah, work. Yeah, he's a bad boss in this, yeah. <laughs> so, it, it, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm just saying, personally, though, like, I, I'm more, I agree with you that I like the antics more in the last set, but I do like just how this just comes off like an old-fashioned, like, Tom and Jerry or Blue Tune skit. I do like I do appreciate that, but yeah, overall, that's fair. It's yeah. not like anything, you know. Again, you could. Re- I mean, well, yeah, they weren't in the manga, so you literally could remove them and this nothing. So there's a lot of stuff you could remove in episode six, and you'd just be you'd be just fine, as we've discussed. Actually, just get rid of episode six. We'd be all right. <laughs> yeah, the, I'm 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 also fine with that too. Actually, yeah, but I mean, like, I again, we we had a lot of unfortunate stuff to talk about, but I mean. I think besides episode six, um, these episodes were fine. Yeah. Like, I don't have any, again, other than six, I don't really have any, like, strong feelings about these episodes, you know? Yeah, they were were very transitional in nature, you know? They're just like, here's a new character, here's how they're going to interact with them, go. I mean, that's basically what this set was. I'm looking forward to the next batch of episodes because uh, we're going to get introduced to uh, Ox King and uh, get some more Roshi. Yes, and uh, that's going to be hard for me, though, because I love Ox King's VA and what happened to him. This still just, bot- like, not bothers me, but I- it breaks my heart even today. So every time I hear his voice, I just, it- it's, anyway. Oh, yeah, because he was voiced by Daisuke, um, Daisuke Gori, Gori yes. right? Oh, jeez, <laughs> yeah. I remember when he, I remember when, like, the news of his passing you know, went around, and we, we we'll, we'll probably talk about that more next episode. But yeah, if, if I if I remember if I remember the circumstances of his death correctly, like that was some really weird shit. It it wasn't. It was just to me. It was just really sad because like it's a guy that loves his job, but because of his health, he can no longer do it. So then, and because of that, then you saw no other choice but to end his life. So. Jeez. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, um, I'm sorry that these first couple episodes of the podcast are going to be real bummers, apparently. Yeah, they, they're, we're, we're going to do our best, though, to make the next batch. I mean, it'll help a lot once we get out of this first initial arc. Although there's a lot of good in it, let me not make it sound like these first this first initial arc of Dragon Ball is the worst shit ever. There's a lot of bad stuff, but it's it builds up to good stuff. And once Dragon Ball starts running... 
it's just amazing to see it just become the Z that everybody loves. Yeah, I think there's a lot of good stuff after this arc that isn't as challenging, let's just say. Yeah. Um, that that doesn't literally make new people want to drop it for good and never come back to it. Like, if, if you can make it past this first arc, you'll be fine for the rest, I think. Yeah, and it's fairly, I think it's fairly short. It isn't like the first 20, I don't think it's... It's the first, uh, yeah, the, this, this first arc is only like 13 episodes. Oh, okay. So it's like it's like a whole core. Yeah, so, I mean, and, you know, I'm not going to ever advocate skipping things, but if you feel uncomfortable with it, definitely do so. But I would also not say skip this first 13 and jump straight in if you're considering watching Dragon Ball for the first time, you know. It, it's, it's difficult to really recommend anything because, yeah, you get stuff like 6 and it is like... Oof, but at the same like, time, like yeah. if, if that if that genuinely turns you off of watching Dragon Ball, like I like I totally understand, and I think I think that's totally valid. Yeah, for sure. I would never tell somebody, "Oh, well, you're less of a fan if you don't." No, definitely, it's it's a thing where your your mileage may vary, and that's totally oh, fine yeah, for sure. Like honestly, I can't imagine not growing up with Dragon Ball and trying to get into it for the first time from the beginning and just being like I I, I think like this is one of the things I would say like give people a content warning yeah. for this for this kind of stuff because like if I didn't know about this going in, I think I would have been I would have at least questioned like what? What is this? Why is this in here? Yeah. No, I, I think that that's, that's a fair trade. I mean, not even a trade-off, but that's actually just, you should just put a content warning for it. If, you know, on streaming or in the app or, you know, in the vault or the app, just, just a little thing saying, hey, you know, this might bother some people. So if it does, you know, we're letting you know straight ahead of time. And it doesn't take much to do that. And then people know what they're getting into. And if this is something they don't want to, then again, these chapters you really could just skip. You could. And honestly, honestly, other than introducing Yamcha, I mean, I hate to minimalize things this way, but, you know, for the first arc, introducing Yamcha, obviously Goku and Bulma, introducing Yamcha, um, and, you know, the whole, I don't want to get too much into that. And then the end of this arc, those are pretty much all you need. Because after this arc, you know, without spoiling too much, Dragon Ball really becomes, I won't say a completely different series, but it does feel like, and we'll probably talk to about this once we finish this arc, it does feel like Toriyama realized he got to the end of what he could do with it being kind of like a just a kind of comedy series and realized, okay, I have to do something else now. And at that point, then Dragon Ball really takes off once he's like, okay, well, I guess I'm Goku's strong, and he wants to fight people, why don't they turn into the martial arts series? Then that's when it feels like Dragon Ball clearly comes into itself. Why, why don't I just have him fight more people? Yeah, exactly. I mean, some some of my favorite stuff is, and it's funny, some of my favorite stuff is just when in Goku's on adventures and fighting people, you know? Mm -hmm. I will say in terms of the more questionable content, like, there are one or two off-color jokes every once in a while. Something I have learned about the anime is that, um, and maybe you can confirm this for me because I know you've seen this millions and millions of times. Um, but like, I know there are certain jokes in here. Uh, if, if we'll get to it when we get to it. So like, I don't, I don't feel bad mentioning it now. But I, I know during the twenty first tournament, there's like a joke somewhere where like, uh, where like I, I think they're trying to look into the like the preliminary matches or whatever. 
and like uh, uh oolong tries to like look up bulma's skirt or whatever uh because she's on top of his shoulders trying to use him as like a stepping stool or whatever and like there's literally a joke where like a bunch of people are just trying to look up her skirt and i'm like okay those people all need to be on watch list right now <laughs> like there's 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 jokes like that that the anime does add which i can't speak for because i i haven't seen all of the anime but I, I know there's a potential for that i vaguely remember that one but like yeah a lot of the times when that stuff happens i i admit i kind of disassociate <laughs> but um okay I, I just i just wanted to put out there that the anime every once in a while might add its own off color jokes unfortunately that were not from the manga but i'm obviously i've read the manga a, a lot of times at this point so like i've read it enough to where like I, I could point that stuff out and be like i don't remember that or whatever uh but yeah that, that, that'll be interesting I'm, I'm actually kind of interested in like seeing what anime original material i can like point out or whatever because i know there's a lot for this series yeah so. there, there's a whole lot i mean even it ends on an anime original note so which that's something i didn't discover till later but yeah but okay, I think we've exhausted ourselves enough talking about these episodes. I mean, again, I still had fun talking about I don't want to say I didn't have fun recording the show, but this this was one of those episodes I I was kind of like not looking forward to as much because I knew we were gonna have to talk about it at least a little bit. And I'm I'm sorry if the discussion kind of wore some people out, but again, I I have very strong feelings on episode six in particular because it is genuinely bad. But we, we we spent so much talking time talking about it, so I think we can just I think we can just end the episode there. And I will say again, I'm I'm looking forward to the next batch of episodes because I think they will be infinitely better. Yeah, I as somebody who's watched this million times, as you said, yes, I can say that it it does get better. You know, I mean, I won't say so much that the rest of this arc is fine, but it we definitely don't run into any more episode sixes. Yeah, exactly. But um. Sakaki, thank you for um, thank you for trudging through another arduous adventure for me with me. Yeah, of course. We always have fun. We uh, we always try to make the best of our adventures. Exactly. The, the, this this one was harsher. This this was one one of our more harsher adventures. But I think think cl- cl- clearer skies are up ahead. I can <laughs> I can see a rainbow in the distance. Oh man! But uh, yeah. So I guess um, I guess before we round out, why don't we? Uh, why don't you go ahead and plug your stuff? Where, where can the good people find you? Yes, uh, you can find me at Kirobon, K-I-I-R-O-B-O-N. I'm introducing that first because there's nothing there. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I mean, that's where I, I'm trying this year in our mighty 2021 to use it for other something other than just retweeting my main thing, which is at WSS Talkback where I talk about Shonen Sunday and um, all the things in Shonen Sunday. And I'm on my, my own ever goal, ever, ever continuing journey to prove that there are things in Sunday, aside from whatever Rumiko Takahashi is doing and detective Conan. <laughs> and it's been fruitful. I, I, we're actually about to, wow, actually I think today might be the blogs, which you can find WSS talkback.blogspot.com. I actually think today is the dog's third birthday. Well, wow. Congratulations. I did. I actually forgot about that completely. <laughs> <laughs> the Twitter will be two years old. I think on the 27th. But yeah, there you know all kinds of Shonen Sunday news features, 
uh, reviews. We, everything is anything that you could think of that you would want out of a manga magazine that's barely translated. Though, I should take that back because Viz is actually working hard to fix this. It's all there. And uh, as I always say, anybody who wants to write about Shonen Sunday or Shogakukan stuff in general, we're always looking for guest writers. Or if you have news from another country or anything Shogakukan related, please hit us up. I'm also on the Demon Slayer podcast with the uh, Marion, who we've mentioned way probably way too much. <laughs> we should we should probably have them on we, the show. We, at some we point. really should. They have some great Dragon Ball opinions. But yeah, I'm with that with V Lord and Marion on the Dragon uh, Demon Slayer podcast, uh, and as well as a Shaman King podcast with the two of them. So and those are both great fun, as well as being a tri- contributing writer on Mount Tsunami Faithful. So I'm really busy all the time. Yet I'm. Usually, I'm usually bored at some point, just doing nothing. <laughs> so, but yeah, those are where you can find me, and it'd be great to hear from you. All right, yeah, I'll definitely follow Sakaki stuff. Uh, I definitely enjoy a lot of his stuff myself, and so uh, I mean, if you if you want to follow me as well, uh, I'm also on Twitter. I'm Colton. You can find me on Twitter at SniperKing three two three. I I tweet sometimes, um, but uh, you know, I also unsurprisingly i guess i also have a few other podcasts that i'm a part of uh that you can find links to over at coltoncorner.wordpress.com that's my personal blog website thing where i have a page dedicated to links to like all my other stuff like manga mavericks uh one podcast prevails which is a detective conan podcast i do with my friend doctor uh from the ass backwards anime podcasting network um a a lot of stuff i've done in the past and Stuff I'll be doing in the future, whatever I've done, I try to link to as much as I possibly can. And I guess as for this podcast, the one you're listening to right now, uh, you could follow us on Twitter at another DB Pod on on Twitter. You know, to tweet at us or whatever your Dragon Ball opinions, what you thought about these episodes, uh, or or if you want to maybe send us an email, maybe that's your preferred. Uh, way of letting us know what you think about things um you can email us at another dbpod at gmail.com uh definitely definitely send us an email on like what you thought about these episodes maybe how they were handled on Cartoon network uh if i don't already look that up myself i don't know just wh- wh- whatever whatever your dragon ball opinions are we want to hear them and we will read them on the show uh we love getting emails and whatnot so again that's at another dbpod at gmail.com and um yeah, I guess that's really going to be about it for this episode. Um, and I guess until next time, uh, we will be covering episodes 7 through 9 uh, on the podcast. Another three episodes of the show of, of Dragon Ball as we cover every Dragon Ball cartoon ever. Uh, we try to anyway. But uh, yeah, I guess, um, again, a v- very tough episode, but I hope everybody still enjoyed it. And uh, I guess until then, we'll see you guys another day for another adventure. It's a